It was really hot in the Gulf Coast this summer. A combination of extreme heat and soaring natural gas prices hit customers in the region really hard. And TAR receivers had a front row seat for all of it. This summer brought some of the hottest weather on record in the Gulf, leading to record level electricity usage. Inflation, which we're all feeling in every part of our life, whether it's the cost of grapes, milk and bread or or whatever, that's impacted us as well and therefore impacted our customers. Tara is the VP of Customer Strategy and Growth at Entergy. Entergy is a utility that serves more than 3 million people with energy across Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas. About 40% of their generating mix is natural gas. And as gas prices spiked this year, the cost of delivering that energy rose, and so did the bills. Layer in the heat and the excessive um, need for air conditioning in the Gulf South, and all of a sudden bills are getting to astronomical levels for customers, and in many cases have been unaffordable. And so, for our most vulnerable customers, they need a helping hand. Tara is responsible for the customer experience at Entergy. And this was one of the highest stakes customer problems she could have imagined. Record numbers of people all calling the utility with a dire choice. You know what? I'm choosing between food and my bills. Not just their energy bills, but in general, it could be their the gas for their car as well. And so that phenomenon showed up in the contact centers. And so equipping our agents with real answers was so meaningful and so relevant for what was happening with our customers in that moment. So radical problems or challenges can require radical solutions. What was going through your mind when you're suggesting solutions to this challenge? We were given a really healthy and bold and aggressive mandate by our president and our CEO uh, and our CFO to go do great things for our customers So what we focused on, this cross-functional group of folks at all levels of the business, we had about 30, 40 folks involved. We actually extended and I'll say got very generous with some of those payment assistant programs for that period of time. And in some cases, that's still in in place right now. Uh, We organized employee volunteers across our service territory in select neighborhoods to do things like energy efficiency tips and giveaways and weatherization events where we were giving free things away in neighborhoods where, let's just say, they were more needy than others. And what was unique about our response was the $10 million in shareholder donations applied to all energy utilities for bill payment assessment programs for residential customers. This was incremental and came straight from our shareholders' profit. Uh, and not in any way subsidized or rate-based back to our customers. Late fees, we waived them. We very much felt like it was critical to do as much as we can to help our customers in this in this really difficult period. What are the stakes of your job? Why Why is what you do so important? As you and I are customers on plenty of things, whether it's Xfinity or Apple or Amazon or what have you, when something goes wrong, you just want it to be easily fixed. And honestly, you don't want something to go wrong in the first place. Let's just be real about that. And so I'm not in the business of just getting a piece of paper or an email to a customer and a transaction will just pay it. I want folks to feel confident and trust that the bill that they receive is reflective of their consumption. That's important to me, and I think it's important to customers. This is With Great Power, a show about the people building the future grid today. I'm Brad Langley. 
This week, the shifting utility customer experience. Inflation, extreme weather, digitization, distributed energy, they're all changing expectations around how power companies interact with and serve their customers. Today, we'll talk with Entergy's Tara Sievers about how this is playing out in the American South. With a cleaner distributed grid, we're going to have more customer competition. Utility competitors like retail energy providers and rooftop solar companies, they're all trying to own that customer relationship, which is forcing utilities to think really hard about their engagement and experience strategies to keep those customers around and grow their business. And as vice president of customer strategy and growth at Entergy, Tara Sievers is responsible for the teams that closely engage with those customers. So I have the contact centers. We also have all the digital channels. So that is our app, our, you know, the web page that folks can go to, as well as two-way text and other channels. Basically, all ways our customers can engage with us. I also have the billing um, and collections organization. So we're responsible for getting bills out to our millions of customers every year. Um, I'm also responsible for clean energy um, and how we're thinking about delivering that to our residential and, and small, medium business customers and how we can normalize that and get that out to the masses versus it be something that really is for, for just an elite population or the folks that can afford it. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Tara to talk about how to build a foundation of trust with customers. So we started with her transition into the utility industry while at National Grid and the clean energy program she helped build during her time there. You've got a pretty fascinating background that's brought you here to energy. You spent most of your career in management consulting and were on track to become a clinical psychologist working at a hospital, though you ultimately dropped your PhD pursuit and took a job in healthcare, where for the next nine years, you worked on making free healthcare economic and sustainable. What did this experience teach you about transforming businesses? So I did take a job in management consulting. Um, I was trained in kind of lean and Six Sigma, qualified, and I drew myself towards healthcare. I was drawn there and, and, and the company was very obliging. Unipart was, Unipart Group was the company I work for. It was, a, it had a boutique consulting firm and I cannot speak more highly about that organization. I loved my eight, nine years there. I absolutely loved it. The leadership, the support and the opportunity. How has that shaped the ability to do what we're doing today? Well, I was 24, 25 years old running teams across the country. I had accounts and clients like the Cambridge University Hospital and other teaching hospitals where we were helping with whether it was increasing the quality and efficacy of pathology or helping ward utilization or theatre utilization. It sounds really nitty gritty because it is, but I very much believe this industry, that industry, any industry, if you're going to make it and make a difference... You got to get into, you got to get into, you got to roll your sleeves up and, and do the work, learn the work and, and grow from there. And, and that is what I did. And Unipart was a meritocracy. And eventually I was offered the chance to run their consulting business in America. The, the give up was, however, it doesn't get to be, you don't get to just work on healthcare. You have to work with other industries like energy and like insurance and finance. And I was like, oh God, I guess I'll put up with that so that I can come to America, which was my, which was my dream. Um, and my sisters, her and I um, always thought about moving to America. And then 
National Grid uh, was one of my clients and uh, one of the largest accounts I had in the US based in the Northeast. I had various executives trying to pull me in to do different roles. It could have been regulatory, strategy. And I think the one that eventually brought me in was this customer centricity role where I was responsible for initially fixing the foundational challenges around customer experience And then within, I don't even think it took six to 12 months, I was given what was at the time a struggling clean energy portfolio to what became a thriving and countrywide best practice portfolio of clean energy products and services. And I cannot talk more positively about that role. And so, you know, from the consulting experience to National Grid, it was around what I would describe transformation and turnarounds, things that weren't doing so well. And then helping and bringing in the right people, thinking about talent, thinking about process improvement, leaning on that Lean Six Sigma to help turn things around. Um, I mean, it's clear in here and you talk, you're very passionate about the energy industry. You know, what is it about this industry that gets you so excited and dedicated to your profession? It's the same thing that drew me to healthcare and psychology. It is the opportunity to help. It's one of the reasons I came to Entergy, as I mentioned earlier. We have such a high demographic percentage of lower moderate income folks. And the folks that so often don't get the benefits of set assistant programs that utilities do across the country, or folks that don't speak the language, or they're often the black and brown communities. And I'm one of that community, identify as that community. Sure, I don't have income challenges, but I very much respect my roots and and want to help give back to to those communities. And I think in the end, there's very few things that I think should be universal truths or universal gifts from, you know, I'm a religious person, gifts from God, right? Clean water, good access to healthcare and uh, the ability to heat or cool your home, um, I think are just to keep yourself from you know, Maslow's hierarchy needs. These are basics in place. Um, so the healthcare piece is, is that. And, and now the energy piece is, is around making sure people can comfortably cool their homes uh, or heat their homes. But uh, that's kind of the similarity of giving back and giving some universal, in my mind, universal needs and rights, the kind of human rights in my mind. So I really feel passionately about what the energy industry does in that space. I have one question about your time at at National Grid. You worked there for four years. You built a multi-billion dollar clean energy program, which is a huge accomplishment. But to do that, you had to make some pretty big changes. You know, I know when you got there, you you restructured the staff pretty significantly. Um, Why did you feel the need to change things up like that right off the bat? I think the industry uh, and what I've seen in my, what, six, seven years in the industry now, it's, it's, uh, we can often be too reluctant to make hard decisions, especially in the regulated environment. Um, I think privatized businesses like, you know, your own, Brad, right? Like they, you, you don't have a choice, but in an environment where there's been a comfort of a monopoly for 100 or 150 years, people get comfortable, their jobs for life. And I think while that's a wonderful sentiment, I think in today's environment, that business doesn't get to keep existing in that way 
unless we make some hard choices. And I think that's what I was faced with when Grid asked me, when National Grid asked me to take over their clean energy portfolio and we consolidated across multiple different groups to to build what eventually became my organization. We We need to talk to customers in a way that competitive businesses talk to customers. We need to think about commercialization and profitability that isn't rate-based, you know, the allowed rate of return, which is a beautiful magic source that utilities get to have. And I, I think it's a necessary thing for investor and utilities. But the idea of how do we come up with different commercial um, earning mechanisms that are more creative, that are more customer-centric, that work for us as a business, that work for our customers... And if it works for our customers, you believe it will work for our regulators. And that's what this team did. I was probably unpopular for a few months as we were making those hard decisions. But I think within six to 12 months, I'll just say engagement scores represented the turnaround that we did of the talent and um, the outcomes clearly spoke for themselves in terms of contribution to the overall portfolio of the business. Building trust with customers is is so important, um, and I think it's not a relatively new concept for utilities, but it's one that is certainly increasing in importance. Um, if utilities want to build trust with their customers, I've heard you say they have to start with the little things, you know, things like reducing call center times, eliminating credit card fees when paying bills. How do these types of actions build trust? Well, there's a there's a model from my consulting days. It's the the Kano model, and it's around how do you get to customer delight. So the model describes this idea that before you can even contemplate trust and loyalty, before you can even contemplate getting customers actually feeling warm and fuzzy when they think about Entergy or any said brand, you have to do- stop doing the things that are frustrating them. And so the absolute first thing any any organization would start to do is thinking about where are the places that we are miffing off our customers? Is it with the fact that they have to call us? Is it that we're not meeting a need date attainment or a um, you know they expected the crew to show up at the house at this time and they were an hour late or they didn't show up or they were too early and they weren't home from work or school or what have you? We have to stop doing the things that drive customer frustration. Once we stop doing those things, we can start doing things that are more positive, whether it be introduce um, the energy efficiency programs. Now, yes, we do them now, but I will say uptake. It's like, who wants to buy or accept something from someone that's annoying them on some of the basic stuff that you expect from them? If I don't trust that you're doing this right, why would I want something else from you? I'm going to minimize me intera- my interaction. But in the space where our industry is right now, where we're thinking about growth in non-traditional pipes and wires types of things, whether it be solar and storage and EVs and all that cool and sexy stuff, people aren't looking at us unless we're not, unless we're not miffing them off. We have to stop that frustration and then we have to get to a place where they can say, okay, I respect what they do on the basic level. I'm not out all the time, not, you know, outages left, right and center. Resiliency is good. Ah, you have something that can actually improve my own locus of control in my own environment, whether it's a backup generator or a storage and solar storage combo. Cool, I'm interested now. But you're not necessarily at the place of trust even then. Trust, just like in a personal relationship, whether it's friends and marriage, you have to give continuous deposits where customers feel like we, they have more of 
a positive economic relationship with us. And I don't mean financial. I mean these deposits, these relationship deposits, and that we're not in a deficit. And I think so often we're operating in a deficit in this industry and we're thinking, but why don't they want this thing from us? And why isn't uptake good? Well, are we thinking about it as a relationship? So the utility customer relationship has changed drastically over the past few years. As we've discussed, they have a whole new set of expectations. What about this is so transformative? Our customers' expectations are changing in a way that even eight years ago when I first came into this industry, we talked about disruption then. It is nothing like what we're seeing right now. Um, as colleagues inside Entergy would say, you know, from a competitive landscape, in a, in, a, in a regulated utility, we have barracudas at the door. We have other utilities. We have other providers trying to access our customers and offer something different than what we're offering them. And that is something that we're facing in this industry. Some are competing better than others. And that's why, as I think about the race of transformation, customers' expectations are transformation, transforming. Are we transforming fast enough? And that's the big question. Are we as a, as a utility, as an investor in utility that is now, that now has to be competitive? Are we transforming fast enough? But again, back to the basics in place. Are we doing the things that are at a threshold level, not frustrating our customers? And then beyond that, are we starting to give these regular deposits to customers? Because without that as the threshold, as, without that as foundation, um, we, we, we don't compete. Uh, or we compete with one hand behind our back. So if we don't transform our relationship with customers as an industry, what will utilities miss out on? The vastness that is the opportunity in, in this new era of renewables and clean energy. Energy consumption, I mean, we're predicting that to continue to increase with the electrification of everything. And so that, that you know, good things roll downhill. Um and that means uh, generation. There's going to be a need for additional generation and a need for transmission and a need for distribution. And so the opportunity for how that happens doesn't have to be with the utility. Other folks can come in and find different and potentially better ways to do that. So we have to come up with those ways faster. We are the incumbent as we, you know, I'm, I'm biased, but as we should be, we are the incumbent. So it behooves us and it's on us the pressure is on us to come up with these solutions that, as we think about electric vehicles, the load that that's going to provide and put on our system versus gas for cars, that's all energy. Energy that we currently provide, that we could continue to provide at scale that we've not comprehended in the past. What superpower do you bring to push the energy transition forward? I'm hungry and I'm relentless and I'm not going to take no for an answer. We're going to make this happen. Tara, thank you so much for your time. Really love the energy and perspective you bring to our industry. And uh, it was awesome conversation. Thank you so much. With Great Power is produced by GridX in partnership with PostScript Media. Delivering on the clean energy future is complex. GridX exists to simplify the journey. GridX is the enterprise rate platform that modern utilities rely on to usher in our clean energy future. We design and implement emerging rate structures, we increase consumer investment in clean energy, and we do that all while managing the complex billing needs of a distributed grid. 
Our stellar production team includes Aaron Hardick, Stephen Lacey, and Cecily Meza Martinez, all from Postscript Media. The original theme song and mixing came from Sean Marquand. The GridX production team includes Jenny Barber and myself, Brad Langley. If you're enjoying the show, and we hope you are, we'd love for you to spread the word. You can rate or review us at Apple and Spotify, or you can share a link with a friend, a colleague, or the energy nerd in your life. Thanks for listening. I'm Brad Langley.